welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every Tuesday I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same. We all have a story to tell, and we are all mothering in our own way. So let's celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, please share this show with a friend. Good morning, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 175. Oh, heavens. It's been a long time of talking to you. (laughs) But I want to thank you for tuning into this Friday episode. I hope you enjoyed my episode with Tanya Dalton on Tuesday about productivity and systems and automation and all of those types of things. And congratulations to our winner who won the planner. I'm so excited for you. They are so, so beautiful from Inkwell Press. So thanks, Tanya, for being on the show again. We have a great episode for you today. One of your favorite guests of all times. I haven't looked at the numbers, but this is definitely in the top three most listened to episodes. And I remember distinctly being at Disneyland last fall when this um, episode aired with Jenna Rammel, and I remember checking the rankings on iTunes, and it the show just kept creeping up, 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 and we were so excited. And she happened to actually be at Disneyland that same day, and we never met in person, but we actually ended up meeting later that day um, in person for the first time and we could just hug each other and celebrate that everyone was loving her episode so much. If you're not familiar with Jenna, she is a super awesome, authentic person who is so dedicated to empowering other women. And so today we're just going to catch up with Jenna, see what she's been up to. And of course, we'll ask her the rapid fire questions. I can't wait to hear her answers. So let's just hop to it with Jenna Rammel. All right, I want to welcome Jenna Rammel back. Hi, Jenna. Hi, How's thanks it? for having me again. I'm so excited. I remember it was like last October that you were on. I'll have to look up the exact number. But I remember meeting you for the first time in person at Disneyland that day. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. That was so yeah. random. That was so random. That was so crazy. I love it. I love it. But you are one of my most popular episodes to date and so I'm excited to have you back just to see what you've been up to you are not in the same state anymore you've built a house all kinds of things so for people that either follow along or not will you just give an update on what's been going on in the last year with you oh the last year (laughs) we don't have that much time um yeah so I guess in a nutshell um we moved to Utah we built a house and we moved in July of this year and so we spent the year building our house kind of getting prepared to pack up our life in California and say goodbye to this life that we love so much there and and welcome a new life that we love so much as well so it's been a year of changes um my kids are bigger now they're eight six and two um, I have two kids in full-time school now. It's crazy. I'm like, where are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, just working a lot and and really developing my brand and, and moving forward business and and work as usual, but really feeling a lot more um, fulfillment and joy in what I'm doing, and, and so that's been cool, too. That's amazing. Yeah, it seems like in the last year you've really made a concerted effort to really hone in on, like, if you're going to be talking, if people are going to be listening, what do you want to say to them, you know? Um, and I really yeah. I really value that because a lot of people can just like talk and talk and talk and it's kind of like, you know, 
all over the place. But how would you say that your message that you're wanting to share has been kind of clarified in the last year? And what is the major message you want to talk about, you know, going forward? kind of a desire to like you said get really clear about the voice that I that I have and I think I've always felt like I'm authentic and real but but just taking our time and consideration into what it is I'm saying mm-hmm. because like you said I have such a voice and I should use it in a way that I'm proud of and so I think I just really started to get intentional about what I wanted to bring to the internet um, whether it was popular or not, I didn't really care anymore. I just wanted it to be something that edified me and, and fulfilled me and and served a purpose in the universe. So yeah. I think I really just started to focus on faith and family and belief and and empowerment and, and really just creating a safe space for women that they can show up as themselves and hopefully get some enlightenment and, and be on their way. And so that's kind of the space that I've been really focused on. I love that so much. I think that is so important. But yet I'm sure that you still feel the tension of kind of doing or responding to what people want to hear or want you to do and things like that. So what do you do when you feel like kind of that conflict? Like, okay, I don't want to put out a fashion post today or I don't want to talk about this or that or I don't want to hide my beliefs or whatever it is. How do you wrestle with that? And ultimately, how do you make that decision what you are going to put out? Our gut is a real big indicator, and I feel like I always know because I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm in such a light, in alignment with my purpose that mm. I, my gut tells me exactly what I should do. And if I don't feel like doing a fashion post, I don't. If I want to tell you where my sweat is from, I will. Like, <laughs> I, that's fine. I, but there are a lot of days where I just don't really care to do that, and fashion's a good one to bring up. It just it just, I love it on a personal level. It's, it's fun for me. I love to shop. I'm a girl. But um, I don't really love, you know, posing and getting in front of the camera and, and, and sticking to that. And so if I have the time and can make the time, then I will. It's just no longer a priority for me um, because it was a priority for everybody else. Mm. So um, I think I really listen to my my gut and my voice inside my head and if it doesn't speak with me then I don't do it yeah I love that and then when you do share a sweater or a pair of jeans it's like oh she must really like these like this must be the thing you know instead of people that are always yeah. putting out things day after day where it's like do they really love those sunglasses or is that just another day you know I know I, I know I just I felt really like the fashion thing was something that I really forced it wasn't in my nature it was just something that my readers guided me to do mm-hmm. out of love and they're so sweet and they love what I'm wearing and I appreciate that um but I'm not looking to be a fashion blogger and so I think I just kind of moved to that space and realized oh I don't I don't want to be here Sure. Well, and it just, what I'm finding in my life too, is it takes so much time and energy to do things that you ultimately don't really want to do. And if you're using your energy on that, you're not using your energy on the things that do fill you up and, and are on your mission, you know, platform and things like that. And so you really have to choose how you use that energy and how you use that time. And you don't want to squander it because we only all have that 24 hours. Yeah, it, it's so true. It's just, I, I think that's something that I, that I'm really passionate about is is living more intentionally, 
because I think, you know, do you ever drive somewhere and you're like, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me all the time in life and moving just through the universe and, and not knowing how I got anywhere. And I, I just don't want to live my life like that anymore. And I think it's really easy to do with small kids and you're so busy and so preoccupied and, and life is crazy, but... And, and, and there's kind of no way of avoiding that. Life is, life is crazy and busy. Um, but we can live it with intention and really know what we're doing in those 24 hours, you know, and yeah. really be mindful about what we're doing in those 24 hours and have an intention. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's something that I've grown to be really passionate about over the last year. Absolutely. I can, I can identify with that very much. So one thing I want to talk with you right before we get to the rapid fire questions is this idea of change. So you made some big life changes, big moves, building a house, things like that. And you would think if you're moving, you know, and into your, you know, dream home and you're moving back to family and friends, you know, all that goodness that there would be much less anxiety or stress or, you know, a disequilibrium in that type of move. But I've moved around a lot. I know you did it growing up as well. That's not the case. Even good moves can be really challenging. How have you been able to handle those changes and those mix of emotions, too, that come from leaving behind an old life? Um, I appreciate you saying that because I've kind of felt a little bit ashamed, which I'm all about not feeling that ashamed when it comes to us sometimes, you know. I've kind of felt ashamed for how I felt about this move, um, and it's been difficult for me to speak publicly about it because I know how it looks. I know how it's perceived. You know, I've moved in this beautiful house. I'm around my family. I'm in my hometown again. Um, you know, I'm surrounded by so much love and family and friendship. Like, what's your problem? Like, what's this girl's problem? Sure. Kind of what I, I kind of, I don't know. I've maybe projected that onto my readers, but, but I, so I haven't felt very comfortable sharing that. Um, but it's been a huge adjustment for us, huge. Um, you know, in California, we were on our own, and, and, and that was hard in a way, but it was also awesome in a way. And we were very connected as a couple and as a family. We didn't have many distractions. We were really focused on just our little family because it's what we had. And Sundays were spent just us and having family dinner, and we go to Disneyland all the time by ourselves, and now we're surrounded by so many friends. We always have a choice to, to be surrounded by people. And that's wonderful. But at the same time, I found that Andrew and I really had to stop what we were doing and say, whoa, wait a second. Like, we belong to each other. And we've got to reframe our mind and say no to some things and create some boundaries and spend time together and really focus on our family. And these things are good, but, you know, sometimes really good things can set you back even mm. so um and you're right just like the school and wearing them the grocery store all of that even if you're moving to the hometown like it's an adjustment to be like here i am in this new place where do i fit where do i belong yeah and i think making that choice socially too i feel like i've changed so much since i left that i was so apprehensive and, and hesitant to get back into old relationships so i didn't know how they would feel or what it would be like for me or um, if, if we were even a right fit anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think, again, it just went back to mindfulness. And I, I'm feeling, you know, probably, let's see, we're about 
two months into our move, maybe maybe three, um, three, three-ish, and I'm finally feeling like, okay, like I have a handle on this. And I think a move just requires a lot of grace and a lot of self-love because I'm a person that wants to be in a rhythm immediately. Right. <laughs> like immediately. And when I'm not, I'm super annoyed with myself. And it's really not fair because... So I'm glad to hear you say it's an adjustment for you always because I oh, feel yeah. kind of like, oh, why is this so hard on me? Well, yeah, and it's all about expectations. I've lived in a place, had an established, wonderful life, moved away, and then the joy of getting to move back, thinking that it's going to feel and fit the same, and it simply doesn't. And so that's those expectations leave you feeling really insecure. And you're right, like relationships, like kids are older, they're into different activities. You know, everyone just – they're, they're everyone else's life continued too in two years or three years or however long you were gone, you know. And so – it's it's hard. And so I think having that expectation that even if you move back to the same physical location maybe that you've been in before, life is not the same. It's not the same fit. And with that comes an adjustment like any move anywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so true. Totally. It's so true. Well, I'm glad that things – I'm glad you felt the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure lots of people can identify. But I'm so glad that things are kind of – evening out for you I think it takes about six months to really feel like you know your grocery stores you know your schedules you can know the office people at your kids school you know things like that it takes about six months and you really cannot rush that timeline Um, and so just giving yourself that and be like it's gonna feel kind of odd and like like we're brand new people in a brand new place even if you've lived there before for about six months and when you know that it kind of changes the way you expect things to be yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's just get to these rapid fire questions. I'm excited to hear your answers. These are 10 questions I always ask my revisit guests. So you're ready? Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what books or podcasts have you listened to or read lately that have resonated with you? Yes, the Nate Burkus one. Have yeah. you heard that one? Oh, oh, oh yeah. stop. Yes, and Tracy Morgan or Tracy yeah. Jordan. Which one is it? I always mix up his yeah. character and him about the accident. Oh my gosh. Yes. Did you listen to the one with the nun? No, but it's on. I'm driving somewhere today. I'm driving to San Diego, so it's on okay. my list. So that's what I'm doing. You have. It is okay. so good and so life changing. Good. I love that so much. Books, Did, okay. Yeah. Books. I, I'm halfway through Braving the Wilderness by Brene. My mm-hmm. girl, I love her so much. Um, so far, amazingly good, of course. Oh, a book I read this year since I talked to you last, but that did quite honestly change my life was You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hayes. Oh. And, it, yeah, it, that 
and The Universe Had Your Back by Gabby Bernstein have been two hugely influential books in my life this year. Um, Just really the practice of speaking to yourself kinder um, and really changing your brain to choose the kind of life that you want and the kind of relationships that you want and the kind of inner peace that you want and and learning how to develop that from within and not look to outside sources to fulfill that for you. I mean, kind of going back to our conversation earlier about, you know, looking to followers or looking to readers to dictate your life, really looking inside and saying, oh, I have this power. This mm. power is mine. Ooh. And those two books really guided me in that path. Okay, can I make two recommendations to you? Yes. Okay, so do you listen to the Life Coach School? Okay, Life Coach School with Brooke Castillo. Okay, I've heard of that. Have you not listened? No, I haven't. Jenna, stop it. Okay, the first one you need, especially since... No, okay, she's a podcast. She's a podcast. Okay. Yes. I I subscribe to her podcast. I just haven't, like, I haven't gotten into it Okay, well, let me tell you where to start. Start with Boundaries. And then Boundaries 2.0. And then there's one on confidence that is also really amazing. And today I was listening to one on, what was it? Organizing your mind or something like that. And she said, memories are just the way we think about the past. They're only thoughts. That's why people think about memories differently. And so if you want to like feel differently about your past, you need to like think different thoughts about them. And if you know that they're just thoughts that you have that aren't serving you, you can do something with that. But, like, the memories of your past does not need to stay painful, awful, misconstrued, you know, all those things. Because memories are just the things you think about the past and those thoughts. Boom! Boom! Yeah, you'll love her. You'll love her. Yeah, I've actually actually heard that, like, feelings are just visitors. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're not, they're just visiting and... You can think about why you're feeling them, and then it's time for them to move on, you yes. know? And but don't you find that really cool. there's certain feelings that are repeat visitors, like, all the time, right? And so it's like, yeah. what are those repeat visitors yeah. that aren't serving you? And then, like, escort them to the door, right? <laughs> Fast. <clears throat> and, then the, uh, and, then, awesome. and then the other podcast is Making Oprah. Have you re- have you heard that one about the making of the Oprah no. show? <gasps> it's only like eight episodes, but it's a host that actually talks to producers, Oprah herself, past guests, other talk show hosts, talking about how the sh- Oprah show came to be and the behind the scenes of it. You will be obsessed. I'm so excited. Yes, today I'm you so have excited. you have a lot. You need to ignore your children today and just listen. <laughs> yes, amazing. I'm okay, in. okay. I'm in. Question number two. Tell me a go-to meal for your family. Um, oh, go-to meal for us is, surprisingly, I know my kids love salmon, and I just go get that salmon filet, and it's so freaking easy. It's three, 350 degrees for 20 minutes. You just wash it. I cover it in olive oil, salt, pepper, lemon pepper. It is, like, my go-to. Like, I didn't have anything planned, and I can get dinner on the table so easy, and then I'll do, like, you know, I'll have some green beans, and the other night we did butternut squash to the and it was delicious, and then I'll do those, um, this is not gourmet, you asked for easy. Yeah, those is great. <laughs> um, I do those Costco, like, quinoa and brown rice packets, mm. I'll just heat those up, and there we go. That's Perfect. It. Awesome. And done 20, 30 minutes. 
my favorite kind of meal. That's perfect. What is yeah. your favorite treat to sneak? Oh, Reese's peanut butter cups all the time, every day. All that's all I live for. So Although good. Although I'm I'm trying to be off sugar right now, but um, the like festive Reese's peanut butter cups are my favorite because like the, the pumpkin meal, shapes, peanut butter. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. better. Yep, the heart for Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's not hard around the edge. Delicious. Okay, so you get in your car. You have no kids. You have no agenda. Where do you go? I've always said, like, like, the perfect vacation. I don't know if it's the perfect because I love my kids and I want them around in theory. (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, I keep telling Andrew, I'm like, I want everyone to leave me. And I want to be in my house. Yes. Watching Netflix, listening to podcasts, eating my food, sleeping in my bed, having my clothes, not packing, not traveling, just being by myself. And I don't even need much, maybe a night, and just by myself, just vegging out on the, on the couch. And my personality probably can't do that. He always says, oh, you would never be able to do that. You would work. I'm like, oh, yeah, probably. But that's, in theory, my perfect few hours with no agenda without kids. That's amazing. I could not agree more. That's so <laughs> awesome. Okay, do you have a most embarrassing mom moment? Oh my gosh. Where where do I even start? <laughs> um well we had our first life experience two <gasps> weeks ago. And, oh. and I don't yeah, I don't have you had that? No, thankfully, no. It, yes, it was horrific. I don't know that I was embarrassed or more so just mortified. Like, how did this happen to me? Like, I definitely thought I was above life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the universe was a way of saying, no, you're not. Right. <laughs> so it was very humbling, and I felt like I didn't get on the internet and say anything about it. because, And I think I might because I actually now am an expert on life. And so right. I feel like I need to share with the world how to, how to solve this problem, but... It was funny, Jude was in the shower, and he was, this is my six-year-old, and he was talking to Quinn, and Quinn was, they were, like, doing the shampoo thing for life, and Quinn was, like, explaining to him how life worked, and he said, I just don't get why God made life. <laughs> I'm like, I feel the same way. Like, I am trying to understand its purpose, but beyond embarrassment and humbling you, maybe that's just really it. Maybe that's the only reason for life. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. heard it is. Yeah. It is life changing. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Yeah, it's horrific in every way. Yeah, I'm glad so you're past that. Recent embarrassing moment. I got gotcha. you. Call the school and tell them we had lies and weren't coming to school that day. And it was because of you that the pink slips went home. Okay, tell yeah. me the number one thing you find yourself telling your mom friends. Oh, the number one thing I'm try- I tell my mom friends like advice. Yeah. I think the number one thing I talk about with my friends and really try to to speak to is is loving yourself enough to take care of yourself and take the time for yourself. I think it's so many mom friends who feel like they need to make excuses for why they got a babysitter or, you know, why their feelings are run down or why they're going on a vacation with their husband or whatever. And really there's no apologies for that. I, I think it's really important that we take time for ourselves and we hear this all the time, but, but you really can't serve your children the way that they need or the way you need if you are running on, on low. And so that's why cultivating 
the relationship with yourself, the relationship with yourself is so important. So I think that's really what I talk to them a lot about is like, why are you feeling bad about that? Get a babysitter, go do your thing. I'm happy for you, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. important to me that they know that. I love that. I love that. Okay, a favorite place to shop for you or for your kids in terms of like clothing and things like that. Or it could even be decor okay. since you're still in that mode for your new home. <laughs> I'm just in all the consuming mode. Um, I think my favorite shop for me right now is Madewell. Um, I really like their pieces, really simple. Um, they're a little higher of a price point, but I, they're just good quality clothes and good quality basics that mm-hmm. last all my Madewell clothes I've had for years. And for the kids, I'm loving Zara. This is so easy and inexpensive and has really, like, trendy options, you know? Yeah. For a good price point. Amazing. I love it. What cheers you up when life has you down? Chocolate. Um, mm-hmm. I have a good show. Um, going to a hot yoga class, working out, um, reading a good book. Uh, living in the present moment. I think when I'm grumpy or upset or having a bad day because I'm so worried about the past or, or freaked out by the future. And if I just sit in this moment, in this, you know, in this present moment, and I think, oh, there's so much to be grateful for right here, right now, I find my whole energy shifts and I, and I feel better. I love that. I love that you have options too. You know, it's like, is this a chocolate moment, chocolate kind of down, or is this like a a hot yoga session, like really sweated out? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that cheers me up. In fact, I think I'm easily cheered. So, yeah, I have a lot of options. I love that. Do you have a favorite thing that is under $10? It can be anything at all under $10. Oh, under $10? What's my favorite thing? Um, a Right now, a slice of um, pumpkin bread from Great Harvest. Ooh, yum. <laughs> That's a good one. It's, and they have a drive-thru. It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> Why don't every place have drive throughs I mean, it would save a lot. I know. Especially post offices. I know. Post offices should always have it a drive through really Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It really was. Okay. And our last question is this. What is an extraordinary mom to you? I know that 
but we're just doing the best that we can. And I think that's an extraordinary amount. I could not agree more. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today to update us on your life and to answer the questions. So fun having you back and congratulations on the move. And I just hope everything going forward just brings you a lot of joy and a lot of peace in life. No, I'm so grateful. I love your podcast. It's so good and so always so easy to talk to you. Oh, thank you, Jenna. Okay, you have a great day. Okay, thank you so much. Jenna is so much fun to talk to. I wish we were meeting up in Disneyland today, Jenna. That would be so fun. Thank you so much for coming back on the show and for updating us. This was a really great conversation. And I feel like even with the rapid fire questions, we got a lot of insight into your life and I got a lot of great recommendations um, for things that I should check out. Brene Brown's Braving the Wilderness is on my bookshelf. I have not gotten into it yet, but I am really excited for that as well. So thanks for tuning in today. Like I said, you can find everything we talked about today linked on ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. You can follow me on Instagram at JessicaDahlquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Next week, I have an awesome episode for you. I'm speaking with Ralphie Jacobs, who is of Simply On Purpose. She talks a lot on her Instagram about motherhood. Her number one question she gets asked is, will you start a podcast Well, she's not starting a podcast, but she is coming on this show, and you're going to love hearing from her. She is just the most naturally intuitive, informed, intentional mom I've really ever heard speak. And we're going to talk about all things motherhood, about her own motherhood experience, about pitfalls she sees other moms experiencing and how she helps them to overcome those challenges. We're going to talk about sibling rivalry, which is something she's very well known for talking about. She's just really awesome. So you're going to want to tune in for my conversation with Ralphie next week. I hope everyone has the great day and great weekend. And we'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.